Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Stay behind the glass, stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. And welcome to the third of three previews here, Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Sean Palmer here, Seth Kamen's somewhere. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Big night ahead. NFL preview show ahead. And the Seth and Sean Sports Fantasy Draft is tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, one hour, eight divisions, one Super Bowl champion. Who's going to be filling those slots? Is it the Jets? Is it the Giants? Tune in to find out tonight. The hits and the misses, and Seth Kamen's, me here, you there. How are you, sir? Uh, doing well. We finally have a nice day, and I'm going to be stuck in traffic for an hour. Can't wait to host the show. While but I can it. hear you. But I can hear every because, word out of your mouth right now. Well, because here's, here's the thing. I'm not in my car yet, and I'm not in my, I'm not in my house where nobody gets reception. So... Let's see, let's see how that much you have. Hold on. Give me a minute. Besides, we had a 30-minute conversation before. I know, but we have, to, we, have to hear, we have to hear you on the show. But the fact is, that is – so I signed a lease today, and it's the one thing I did not do was check. Yeah, well, I didn't check how well my cell phone worked. It was the one thing I forgot to do. Not that it really mattered because I was going to take the apartment anyway. But um, in two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, I will be fully moved in. Um, I now need to find a bed and a couch and, and all the nice furniture and maybe some silverware would be good. But all of these things will come to pass. And a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in Buckhead uh, will be mine. Look at oh, you. Yes, it will be mine. It will be mine. I'm moving on up to the east side. Do you to a like a apartment in the sky. In the sky. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's called. We don't have a podcast for our singing ability. It's echoing because we're on a delay between Seth and myself that there is always this echo where it seems like we just copy each other, but we're not. We're not in the same place. I am in Atlanta. He's in Hoboken. And we have... Uh, well, Where let's am go I? Through... Oh, not Hoboken. Livingston. Yeah. Excuse me. Livingston right now. Excuse me. Sorry. Look, bop, it's bop. all New Jersey to me. It's all New Jersey to me. <laughs> yeah, but everyone you like lives here anyway. And some people so you I can't don't be like. that flippant. That is true. Oh, I'm flippant. And sometimes I, those I'm are the flippant. same people. <laughs> I am certainly flippant. Look, it's, it, it, it has been six months to the day that I moved down to, to uh, Atlanta is today. So it's been – Your, anniversary, I'm glad your I, anniversary card is in the mail. Thank you. For six months, yeah. Uh, exactly. Come visit. You can bring the anniversary card with Jake. That's the way I view it. So um, – it has been uh, a lot of fun, and now we start football season. 
which makes it even more fun for me. And I have the fourth of my four fantasy drafts tonight with Seth. Uh, we're going to take a little different tack tonight, it sounds like. Normally, we wait it out and we see. We have a wait-and-see approach. And uh, we have decided, and hopefully Nevada Owls is not listening at least live, to go a little heavier on the cost this year. We, are, we have our three keepers, which are James Conner, Tyler Luckett, Lockett, Tyler Luckett, Lockett, Lockett, and um, who's that? Oh, and Le'Veon Bell. So we've broken a couple of traditions this year in the fact that, A, we're picking a Jet, or we're keeping a Jet, and, two, we are going to spend $40, which we never spend. I don't think we ever spend $40 except on Antonio Brown, who is keeper. And uh, we're going to go get a wideout, like a legitimate wideout for $40. Uh, I think we'll probably wind up with a Stephon Diggs, although Seth is more along the lines if he thinks we can get somebody, maybe a Mike Evans. And then we're going to spend $30 on another, another running back, uh, a Josh Jacobs perhaps or a David Montgomery or even a Todd Gurley. And Seth, wouldn't it be surprising to It would certainly be surprising to me. I think it would be to you. If Todd Gurley played all 16 games this year and had, like, 1,400 yards rushing, like, that happened, I think it was four years ago or three years ago, and any person that had Todd Gurley won their league because he was so surprisingly good in that one year. And if he does that again, everybody that picked Todd Gurley in the third round is going to win their league again. Well, I hope not because I don't have him in either of my two leagues, although I would – I debated it seriously in both. Yeah, I mean, he was the best player in fantasy two years ago. Last year, he was on the way to being a top five to ten player in fantasy before he got hurt. Um, if healthy, he's the he's probably the best running back in the league. So, I mean, if he was a full full health, who would you rather have than Todd? I'm not sure there's anyone. Well, I, maybe, well no. Maybe I, Saquon? I have, I, no. I, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. If I had the number one pick in any fantasy football draft, if it is a, if it is a PPR league, it is Christian McCaffrey and nobody else. I'm not saying you're, you're missing what I said. I didn't say the best fantasy player. I said the best player. Oh. Would, you rather, oh. would you rather have Christian McCaffrey than Todd Gurley? No. Probably not. As good as McCaffrey is. No. Yeah, probably not. You're right. You're right. So so we are go so if Gurley is there at, at thirty, I think we have to think about it. Uh, I mean I don't want him for a fantasy league, but at thirty I think look, we're playing this year, it seems like our attitude and look, this could change halfway through the draft, to be fair, because if all those wideouts start going for 50 or 60, Seth and I do not have a stomach for that. Uh, we never have. Uh, I, we, we did it once. <laughs> if, if you recall <laughs> Aaron the, the ill-fated Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in Hurricane – what hurricane was, was that? Was it Irma? I don't know who – no, I don't know who Hurricane Irma – I don't remember which hurricane it was. I do remember that was not Sean's greatest moment. Although it was, was, your a, intro, it was your introduction, it was your introduction to auction. Intru- yeah, but it but it was 
it was during a hurricane because we got together at it some was. Airbnb and did this draft, and then we tried okay. to find pizza. That sounds really, that sounds really weird. <laughs> and why? Okay, I was staying in an. I was Okay, I was staying in an Airbnb on the Upper East Side, and Seth came I over to do I the had, fantasy draft. I think, there you go. I, I think I had some company that weekend, so it, I, I I don't know why we would have done it at your, at your Airbnb versus in my place. I don't think you had. I don't think you had internet. How would I not have internet? Hurricane. It doesn't even make sense. Oh, maybe hurricane, that's what it was. Hurricane. Right. It was a hurricane. <laughs> like I don't think you had internet. <laughs> I think that's basically that be what happened because it was absolutely in the middle of a hurricane because we walked down and get pizza after, and there was like a line yeah, around the that. corner because there was only there was only one pizzeria open on all of the Upper East Side. So, that so I that's remember. tonight, and we'll we'll give you a recap of how we do next week. Uh, along with really a, a baseball preview of the final final couple of weeks. It, it's been an interesting baseball season as well. We really haven't touched upon it. But because nobody cares. Yet, nah, I care. I care. That's the key so word. Today, er, so earlier today, USA Basketball eked out a victory. And when I say <laughs> eked out a victory – they eat that a victory. So for those that are not following USA basketball uh, in the World Cup, which sounds very strange, USA in the World Cup, but this is a precursor to the Olympics. They were actually down with 10 seconds to go in overtime to Turkey. Now, Turkey is not one of those formidable teams. And they not won Turkey. on a last – right, they won because Turkey missed – four free throws in the final 10 seconds of the game. And then Chris Middleton oh. hit oh no, hit his last two free throws to win the game. And they won by one point. Seth, this was, this is in the quarterfinals. This could have been disastrous for USA basketball. I mean, I, well, the last time, the last time USA basketball lost a meaningful game was 55 games ago which is what sparked this whole revolution to begin with of pros and selections and making it yeah. really a boot, a boot camp type thing. And now that I'm not, I'm not sure if that allure has gone. Well, I, let me ask you something. If Serbia led by Jokic and Bogdanovic when beats the U.S. in the finals. Would anyone really consider it an upset? No. There is not well, one. Yes. There is not one. No, no, yes. Yes, you would. You would still consider it an upset. You, you mean to tell me you believe that they'll be favored? I'll go, I wouldn't be surprised. You think Serbia you would be favored at, over the U.S.? They may very well be. Because think about nah. it. There is not one player on this team that would have the, an iota of a chance, except for maybe Donovan Mitchell at this point in his career, to make an Olympic team. Not one. Oh, I don't think that's true. This isn't true. even the second. 
do you think Jason Tatum would make the team at this point? I think I think the two other guys that would have a sh- well, the problem is it's guard heavy, so that's why Kemba Walker would never make it. But yeah, I think Tatum would, yeah. and I think actually I think actually Miles Turner is like perfect for the U.S. for Olympic basketball. I think he's like a dream for Olympic basketball. So I think Miles Turner would would have a shot. Okay. At best, they would be fighting. For, Tatum is still potential more than anything else. Turner is sure. a nice player, but Turner is not a. Turner would be the Christian Leitner of the Olympic team. Maybe he'd play ten to twelve minutes a game. Okay. If you could, it is at best a third, a third to fourth tier uh, team. And I mean, think about it. Who are the three best? Let's just say the three best players in this tournament, or any of them on the U.S. No. So I, I don't know how you could really say it would be a massive upset if they lost, other than from a historic standpoint, because they've been so dominant. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't think it's a. I don't, I don't think it's a big upset. I just don't. Um, now again, Spain's not at their at their best, which would be a. An easy, a certain rival. Canada is not at their best. You know, Australia beat them in a pre in a preliminary, but I don't see that really happening in a in a in a, in a tournament. There are two or three teams though. Serbia is the one that comes to mind. But of course, as I said, by 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 uh, by, by uh, Nikolai Sounds like a comedy routine. It's like itchy and scratchy. It's, it's itchy and scratchy. scratchy. <laughs> exactly. Okay. See, we, we're echoing again. So, so the fact remains that they do go on to the quarter. They do go on to the semis, which is later this week. Um, but you're right, Seth. I mean, look, this is definitely not the top-rated team that we've been expecting in the past. And my question is, if they win this, and we do understand that is not an easy bar to hit. Are you going to get the fourth team again next year, next time? And if they lose this, does that provoke the same response as last time, which it means now the LeBrons and the Currys and, and the Hardens come out for the next go around just to prove that USA is dominating in basketball again? Well, I think you're looking at it. Remember, the next turnabout is the Olympics. Right. All these guys, are, I think most of these people are going to be there for the Olympics. Yeah. Now, the whole idea is that people that play in the World Cup have a better chance to make the Olympic team. That was the whole point that Colangelo came in on after the 2004 debacle. But, I mean, do you really think that Stephen Curry is not going to play in twenty in twenty twelve in twenty twenty, or a West like or a Westbrook if he's invited or whoever or Durant or whoever it is. Now maybe Durant won't. He's one, two, or three, and maybe James won't because he's one, two, or three. But I anticipate that they'll all come back at that point. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I think I think I don't think the comparison is, is legitimate. Okay, that's that's fair. Okay, so let's move on to our NFL preview. We now have 45 minutes. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846 to listen to the prog- and talk about the prognostications of two people that have never gotten anything right. But that's basically <laughs> every but that is basically every other prognosticator and and right now every weatherman on the East Coast. So if you, you can go. predict where Dorian's going to go, you can predict the, who's going to win the Super Bowl because that's basically the extent of where we are. And that's where we are in every prognostication. But before we get there, just before we get there, this week holds a very special matchup on Saturday at noon. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about here? It does. Hey. It does. Oh, that's the Texas A&M Clemson game, right? No, no but that's a good not. game. Okay, I like, I like the game. Okay, so um, the number twenty, the number one, tw- the number twenty-one team in the land comes to College Park as an underdog, <laughs> a two-point underdog, to play Maryland. Maryland now, Maryland, two- is, Maryland is the underdog, not Syracuse. No, Syracuse is the underdog. Maryland is favored. Maryland is favored by two points. Are you sure? Syracuse was favored by four I'm look, and a half. It flipped by I'm six I'm looking points. at the line. I am looking at the line right now. Maryland minus two. Wow. Right? That's, that's, a, that's a favorite. Maryland will win. So. Okay, continue. So, with that in mind, shall we place a little wager? What did you have in mind? You are the I was thinking a thirty dollar bottle of one's favorite liquor. Well, that's better than the wedding one I had to I had to pay up. Done. Oh, you also got married, dude. I mean that's, that's not a loss. I mean, you got something out of it. Six of one half dozen of another. Done. I now, think I'm the first Dunn, person ever to volunteer to go to Dunn. I, I think I'm the first Dunn. person ever to volunteer to go to his office on a Saturday when it's going to be 80 degrees, so I can watch the game in peace and quiet. <laughs> so I will be watching from my. Well, it's on ESPN, so I would suggest just I would suggest just going to a bar. <laughs> no, I got to work, and yeah, I have to work. It's called halftime. And after work, I have to take my mother-in-law out to dinner for her birthday. Aww. So, yeah, I'm ecstatic. So, <laughs> well, pretty much I told them to push I'm... it back as late as possible. So that way I can watch like seven hours of, tel- of either Maryland basketball, Maryland or, or college, other college football or the U.S. Open. And everybody's happy. So, so I'd like to point out, wherever you're going for – for dinner, make sure on the way there is a liquor store and find some tequila and put it in a box and Monday morning you can send it to me. I'll need, uh, I'll need your address. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Don't, he's already admitting okay. defeat, ladies and gentlemen. He's already asking for the address. I love this. So, uh-huh. okay, there's the 
There's the bet. So we will talk. Uh, I don't really know what liquor I will be getting you since you only like beer. But oh no, I get you like I can get you uh, Bombay Sapphire. There you go. Nah, give me beer. Give me beer. Beer. Um, you're gonna find the best. You're gonna find the best. The two best damn six packs of craft beer that they have down in wherever the hell you live now. You send them the hell up. So. All right. Um, All right. So anyway, we'll go from so, there. So so that that is the bet. So okay, and we'll discuss that more next week. Um, but here we are with our NFL preview. So let's let's just talk about your division first. And I say your division because it's the Giants. And yeah. I'm a little surprised by where I come out on on the NFC East, but I'm interested to hear your take. Um, I don't think there's much surprise. I think you have two very, very, very mediocre teams. You have one slightly above mediocre, but I think vastly overrated team. And then you have a team that's going to probably win a division with about three games to spare. You want to guess the order? All right. So, so you're picking the Eagles at 11 and 5, the Cowboys at 8 and 8, Cowboys at 8 and 8, the Redskins at 6 and 10. And the Giants at four and twelve. That's around about right. Um, you know, okay. maybe Dallas and the Giants are one game higher than that. But I am not enthralled with. Look, Dallas. How many years have we been playing this game with Dallas? How many years? Fifteen? Twenty? It's not like they've gone to Super Bowls and lost, or gone to conference championships and lost. They've won two playoff games in 25 years. Please explain to me. Now, look, I understand. But you, I still don't see Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's got what? Plantar fasciitis, which is not something that's going to get better. Zeke, nope. Oh, you know, that, uh, Zeke yeah. is, it doesn't get better during a season. Okay. You have Prescott, who who admittedly, I, now I did take as my backup quarterback last night in my fantasy draft for a whopping dollar, who's fine, and he's a good leader, but I'm not exactly, he's not exactly instilling in me, you know, Brady-ish tendencies at this point. And you have Zeke, who honestly worries me not, look, from a talent standpoint, he's great, and I'm sure he'll sign in the first game or two. But I just, you know, we see this happen when, they, when the holdouts are this long. But the first couple of times that there's more absence of an injury because they're just not a, they're not accustomed to the hits. That's why I wouldn't have held out Le'Veon Bell for the entire preseason. Who doesn't take a real hit in almost two years? You know, I look, I like Jalen Smith. I like Vanderbosch. I like the, I mean, the corner, their secondary there. But they're a good team, but I don't see this earth-shattering, you know, team that's going to make the run. I think Philly's better. I think they. I think yeah. I think that's pretty much what you called is about right. Somehow I see the Redskins okay. and the Giants kind of both at five, eleven, six, and ten. Okay, I like the I like the Cowboys more than you do. I think the Cowboys that's are nine hard. and seven. I 
Oh, I think the Cowboys are nine, nine and seven, ten and six. I think they contend for a playoff spot. And by the time we're done with this, I'll tell you if they make it or not. Um, football is one. Oh, football is one on the offensive and defensive lines, and it is possible and they are that very the Cowboys have the best. The, the Cowboys may have the best offensive line in football. Now that Frederick is back uh, from whatever syndrome, excuse me, whatever syndrome he had, I can never pronounce it. They just re-signed yep. Lael Collins. I mean, they have the best offensive line in football. And I don't even think, you know what, if it's Tony Pollard back there or it's Sean Palmer back there, I'm not sure that person doesn't get 1,000 yards. Um, so I've seen you run. You're not okay. getting a well, thousand. Maybe not. Maybe not. So I have the same order that you do. Um, I have the Giants and the Redskins actually one less. I think the Giants go three and thirteen, and I think the Redskins go four and twelve. I think again we're talking about offensive and defensive lines. The Redskins line is awful. The Giants line is better than last year. Is better than last year, but that's not saying very much. Yeah, and I think their offensive line is now pretty decent. Uh, really? I have okay. no, no. Look, Mike Hemmers is not great, but the other four positions. Look, Soldier is not worth fifteen million, but he's a good player. Hernandez is a future All Pro. Zeitler is a stud. And a lot of Did you just say all pro? Not even pro bowler. All pro. So he's one of the pro, top two bowler, guards. Okay. I meant I was pro on... bowler. I meant pro bowler. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. All right, so let's keep going, right? So let's move on to the cent- to the north. Well, and I'll take the first stab at the two, two wait, hold on. Two quick questions. Number one, is yep. Jay Gruden the first coach fired? No. That was easy. Okay. When Next did, question. When, when does when does Daniel Jones come in? Ooh. Hold on. This is one, you're gonna have two questions per. Uh, hold on. So Daniel Jones will come in. So the bye week for the Daniel Jones comes in week twelve. So their bye week is 11. Bye week is, is 11, and they're going to go play in Chicago in, no, are in, you no, in, they're in November. They're not bringing him in for Chicago. All right, so, are they, so week one is Dallas. All right, all right, hold on. Okay. Week one is Dallas. Week two is Buffalo. Right. What's the earliest he can come in? I'd say if they're one and four, probably around week Great. six. Great. So that he's, they're going to bring him in against New England? At New England? Dude, I, dude, I'm driving. I don't know their schedule. No, I know that. Oh, and that's on a Thursday it. night. So the next three games no, are, will, okay, maybe home against game. Arizona. Home against Arizona. There you go. Possibly. Is that week seven? Okay, that's week, se- week seven. There you go. All right. I think it'll be week 12. I think he comes out week okay. 12. Okay, so moving on. So, the North. The Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions, quite possibly the best division in football amongst these three. 
And I actually like it in the order that it is. The Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions. Packers, uh, the Vikings are going to do what the Vikings should have done last year. They're going to go 13-3. and three. Packers 10 and 6, Bears 9 and 7, Lions 5 and 11. I agree with you on the order. Uh, Mike, I think I'd move everyone down a game. Vikings 11 and 5. I think they have their bounce back this year. Green Bay around 9 and 7, 10 and 6, Chicago 8 and 8, Detroit 4 and 12. Okay, two quick questions. I'll do two questions per division. Okay, go ahead. Is Matthew Stafford trade is does Matthew Stafford get traded? No. Okay, next. Who steps up as the number two in Green as the number two wideout in Green Bay? Uh M V D or whatever his name is. Marcus Marcus Vandal something. Sterling. There you go. Most importantly M B A. Well you know an extra yeah. question. Would you ever spend thirty-eight dollars on David Montgomery as your rookie? As a rookie? Yes, and have. Yes. Okay. Thirty-eight. But I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah, I would. Shoot. I would. Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Does Kirk Cousins play the third year of his three-year contract next year with Minnesota? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Well, if you trade him, you're only – right, but if you trade him, it's a $30 million it, – it's just $30 million. It's it. There's no signing bonus. It's one year, guaranteed. Yeah. That's all it is. So if a, team, if a team wanted to take a flyer on a quarterback for one year, it's the easiest one-year contract to absorb. And so it's the so, easiest are you also – Are you suggesting no, New England I'm, since Brady's going to go to San Francisco? Nope. I'm suggesting the fact that Minnesota could trade him very easily with no cap hit, and he could be acquired with no cap hit. He is Who's Minnesota's contract backup quarterback? No, I'm just saying they'll go get one or they'll draft one. or It was just a question. Do you have a if, you have a if he goes, no. Do you have a if they go 5-11 and 11 and fall apart, maybe, because Zimmer will be yeah. fired. And the team will yeah. be broken up. Neither you nor yeah. I see that happening. Correct. Okay. Okay, so let's move on to the next division. So the NFC South, Tampa Bay, Carolina, New Orleans, and the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons Ooh. in first. I'm take the Falcons in first. Look, this is a division I always get wrong. And I think everybody gets this wrong because there's never a repeat. This is a year that I think New Orleans steps down. I don't think New Orleans makes the playoffs. So I'm going to go Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I think the one thing everyone's comfortable is Tampa Bay is most likely going to be the fourth team. I think I agree with you on Atlanta. Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina. We still don't know how healthy Newton is. The lines for Carolina scare me. They're wide out as much as I'm a big fan of their number one, scare me. Um, I do think this is kind of the beginning of the bottoming out of New Orleans, though. 
I'm surprised to see how many people have them in conference championships and in the uh, and in the Super Bowl. Um, I agree. I think they're now a step back, um, and I think this is Atlanta's year in that division. Okay. okay so two questions. So, number one. Number one. Yep. Is Drew is this Drew Brees' final year? No, but it's his worst year ever. Number two, does Jameis Winston get a get an extension in Tampa? Yes, because I don't think Bruce Arians retire. I don't think Bruce Arians gets fired. I think he's Bruce Arians' guy. I think he gets okay. not a huge extension, maybe like a three year and forty five or thirty year and sixty. But I think Jameis Winston plays well. I just don't think the team's all that good. Fair enough. Okay, so let's move on to the next division. We have the West, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Okay, I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I have said this on this show numerous times. I don't believe he will be in San Francisco after this year, and I think this is the end of this experiment. That being said, the Cardinals are horrendous. So, (laughs) the Rams, well, the Rams are tremendous. I mean, they are tremendous. They were able to do what they did last year without, at least fantasy-wise, a top 40 wide receiver and still set the record for points. I mean, offensive, and, and they lost what you described as the best running back in football. And we're still able to do what they did, make it to a Super Bowl. Now they got that running back back. Maybe they don't have him full strength, but they certainly have him. They drafted a solid number two out of Memphis, and I always confuse the guy, some Henderson guy. Can't remember Henderson, his first Henderson. name ever. Yeah, yeah what's, what's his first name? I got the last name. Darrell. Darrell. Darrell Henderson. And they got Cooper Cup back, who I hope has a great year because I have drafted him. And they're going to go 12-4 and or 13-3. and And part of it is because the Niners and the Cardinals suck. I mean, they are just bad. So, look, I, I love the Cardinals, and I'm going to love their fantasy implications because they're going to be behind so much that their offense is just – I mean, Kyle Murray's going to have a great year statistically, but the team's going to suck. So, Seahawks, um, Rams first, Seahawks second, uh, Niners third, Cardinals fourth. Both the Seahawks and the Niners make the playoffs. Uh, sorry, Seahawks you mean and the, the Rams, Seahawks not and the Rams. The Niners. Yeah, Seahawks and the Rams make the playoffs. Jadavian okay. Clowney is a huge – Jadavian Clowney is a – Huge acquisition. Huge. Based on the conversation, what you've just said over the last 45 seconds, not are they going to keep their job, but do you believe that Shanahan and Lynch should be fired in San Francisco if what, ha- what you think happens comes to fruition? Well, Okay, I hear ruffling. Yeah, there you go. Okay, try again. Okay. So I said, 
if what happens in San Francisco, if what you predict the hit for San Francisco comes to fruition, not yeah. will Lynch and Shanahan be fired? Should they be? No. No, and they so definitely they will three. not be fired. They I will be in their third year of a six-year contract. And no, I don't think they should be fired. I think that you can swing and miss and be okay. I don't think they, like I said last week, if they cut Garoppolo, I think they only give up $7 million on the cap. And if they, McKinnon was an injury, I didn't understand how much they spent on Kwan Alexander. And I think they should be entitled to a one-year reprieve on him. No, I don't think they should, nor will they be fired. Okay, question two. Who's going to be the number two wideout in Seattle? Oh, I hated that. I knew that was coming. Well, because we both have man love for Tyler Lockett. But Metcalf is injured, I believe. David Moore is never – I don't even know who else they would be other than David Moore. I don't know who else they have. Well, looking at their depth chart, they have Jerron Brown, who has been start, who has been second. Second, it's DK Metcalf, David Moore, Jerron Brown. So, pick one. But as we, but as we saw last year, Seth, this team runs the ball more than any other team in the NFL. Great. So, I mean, if you look at the attempt, yes, you need a guy to throw the ball. But as I showed you in our chart that I gave you, Russell Wilson only had 280 completions last year. Now, granted, he only threw seven interceptions. That's a pretty good, pretty good um, interception ratio. But by comparison, 280 attempts, 280 completions, Ben Roethlisberger had over 170 more completions than Russell Wilson. And I actually have to think, looking at the – hold on a second. I want to look at these stats. Okay, so last year, Russell Wilson threw the ball 427 times. Ben Roethlisberger completed the ball 452 times. They don't need a number two. This is Varsity Blues. We're just going to put Tweeter out on the right side and run him one-on-one. <laughs> this is the oop-de-oop. They don't need it. So, anyway, we got 20 minutes to go, but I don't think it really matters who the number two is. And I think they proved that last year. Okay. Next, uh, we got to run through three more in 20 minutes. So, let's go to the AFC West, and we'll work out well, four more. Let's go to the AFC West and work our way back. So the AFC West, Kansas City, the Chargers, the Raiders, and who am I missing? And the Broncos. A pretty, a pretty decent a pretty decent division. Pretty decent division. Last year I picked the Chargers to win it. I will do that again. The Chargers are the first team, then Kansas City, both making the playoffs then the Raiders, then the Broncos. I think the Raiders go 7-9. and nine. I like them, but I don't like them that much. And I think it, may, it 
they'll be fun to watch. But I, I just can't. See. They went three and one in the preseason. Not that that matters. But I'll take the Chargers, the Chiefs, both in the playoffs, the Ra- the Raiders, and then the Broncos with Joe Flacco. Oh, by the way, news alert! News alert! The seven Sean Sports Radio fantasy teams cannot, for the very first time in its entire existence, have Joe Flacco on our team because he was kept by somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Seth will not have a conniption tonight when we don't draft Joe Flacco. (laughs) Okay, so that is my prediction. So the Chargers who I love both offensively and defensively, even without Ingram. Uh, sorry, without, without Gordon. Without Gordon. Convinced. Without Gordon. Without Gordon. Without Gordon. Eckler and Jackson will be fine until Gordon comes in, and he will. Um, then Kansas City, then the Raiders, and then the Broncos. All right, I'm gonna. I will flip it. I'm gonna go Kansas City over San Diego. Who, I kind of get the feeling San Diego is my Washington Capitals, my Washington Senators, uh, or, uh, sorry. Yeah. Washington Nationals. Every year I I pick, yeah, every year I pick them every year. It just doesn't happen. Um, I'll take Denver over the Raiders. I pretty much have, I I have Denver at six and 10, the Raiders at five and 11. Um, Kansas City and San Kansas City and San Diego, I agree, both make the playoffs. Kansas City is still very, very good, and yes, is understandably the understandably the favorite, probably overall, to the Super Bowl. If you had, if you if you're going to put a dollar down today, so agreed. Okay, so okay, two so questions, two, so real two quick. Questions, so, two, so two questions. How many touchdowns is Joe is Joe, is Joe Flacco going to be a top three quarterback or a top five quarterback? As long as it's top five <laughs> at the bottom, he'll be top five. Okay. Second question. Who's by week fifteen? Who is the running back in Kansas City? Ooh, Lashawn McCoy. There you go. Week. Week 15 will be shady because I think Damian Williams will get hurt. Okay. The AFC South, the Titans, the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Texans went all in this week. <laughs> all in with Laramie Tunsil. All in <laughs> with Laramie Tunsil. I mean, like, more than Khalil Mack was being paid. I mean, Oh, being traded for. And they didn't get the extension, which made it even more surprising. But with that, Houston jumps to the top of the list. Houston, Indy, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Marcus Mariota losing his job by week 10. By week 10. I think this is a tough division to call. Because I think you can make a legitimate argument for all four teams and the one that's most difficult, I agree, is Tennessee. But they've gone nine and seven three straight years. And they haven't gotten any worse this year. So I'm going to go with you with Houston. I'm going to go Houston, Jacksonville. I'm going to go Houston, Jacksonville, Indy, Tennessee. 
Um, and if it ended up flip, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think okay, anyone has a feel for that. So okay. let me ask you the two questions here. What week does does Marcus Mariota keep his job the entire year? And if not, when does he lose it? I actually think he keeps it. Okay. I think I think he knows this is his this is his do or die season. And I think I think okay. he keeps it. Okay. The second question is, what is the split between Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde in the backfield of Houston? Uh, I don't know. Or anybody else? I, I think it's 60-40 Duke. I think it's a lot more. Actually, I think it ends up closer to 50. I think Carlos Hyde gets more and more as it gets into November and December. When you want the bigger guy running the ball, he's bigger than the Duke. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be the first time of many that Seth Kamens will predict that Duke will win this year. But anyway, <laughs> moving, moving on. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm full of puns today. All right. The AFC you're North, full, the Ravens, the Steelers, today. the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals. A pretty good division. I like this division a lot. It's always been a hard division to win. Do you believe in the Browns? Because that's basically what it is. The Steelers are without A.B., but I don't think they lose very much. Cleveland is Cleveland. I'm going to set. I'm going to ride the tide. I'm going to go Cleveland, Pittsburgh, both making the playoffs. Cincinnati, Baltimore. I think this is the end. I, I think they find they figure out Baltimore, and this is the end. This, this is going to be Baltimore is going to start a rebuild, especially on defense, where they continually lose players. Do you think this is the end of Harbaugh? Yeah, I think I think it's the end of Harbaugh, and I don't think that's a problem. I think Harbaugh will resurface somewhere else, perhaps in Minnesota, without Kirk Cousins. But go on. You just picked Minnesota to go thirteen and three. I know, but I said this Kirk ever... Cousins. I said this Kirk Cousins last for his third year of his contract. So if he if they if they fall, and he doesn't, and you said Zimmer gets fired, well, ready made Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Okay, I don't buy Cleveland. Um, I. Well, I shouldn't put it that to that degree. I have them second behind the Steelers. And I'm surprised, actually, you don't have Cincy fourth. Um, I'll go Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincy. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincy. Do both Baltimore and Pittsburgh make the playoffs or just one? Just Pittsburgh. Um, okay. Baltimore, I actually agree with you. I think Harbaugh is going to be out. because I think Harbaugh is in, is in playoffs or nothing. At this point, yep. And I think similar to Andy Reid in Philly, I think it'll it'll take Harbaugh approximately 15 minutes to resurface somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. Wherever he chooses, yeah. wherever he wants to go. Yep, agreed. Um, agreed. You know, Levy, James Conner was a more than adequate re- replacement for Le'Veon Bell. Not going to say he's yep. the same player or as good, but. 85% on a tenth of the salary. Not bad. You know, Pittsburgh had 
they're gonna they're, they'll miss Brown. There's no question. But you've got Antonio. You, you still got Juju. You've got James Washington. You have a good you have a good offensive line. You have a decent defense. And Roethlisberger, I think, has something to prove this year. As long as you got the right amount of juju, you'll do anything well. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is okay, so here's a question for you. Seeing as you believe Jim Harbaugh is not going to is not going to be back in two thousand twenty, does Jim Harbaugh leave before the season ends? You mean John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, excuse me. John Harbaugh. Only if Jim Harbaugh is replacing him. <laughs> well, I don't think Bisc- I don't um, think Biscotti gets rid of him. I don't think he fires him. So it's a matter of whether he just leaves. I think what'll happen is they'll be around. I, I don't think he leaves until they're they're eliminated. But I right. think at that point it'll be a mutually agreed upon. You know, they're eight. They're seven and seven with two games to go. They would need 87 versions of a miracle, and I think they call it a day. And I think they leave on their very good terms. Okay, let's move on to the East real quick because we have 10 minutes to go. The Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets. That is not how I am picking them. <laughs> New England will win for the tw- well, New England will win for the 85th time in a row. Um, and 84 out of 85. I'm not really sure which year was the non-win, but there was one. So 84 out of 85. Uh, the Jets will come in second. The Bills will come in third. And the Fish will be tanking for Tua. And the Jets do not make the playoffs. Uh, they go 8-8, eight and eight, which I think is fairly respectable after last year. And, look, the, don't sleep on the Jets. The Jets are a good team. Um, are they a championship team? No. Are they a playoff team? No. But they are. They they have some weapons, especially on the offense, and they imported some defenders. They they need a couple. This is year one. I, I know, Jet fans, you've been saying this for for a decade that this is year one, but this really is year one. I this is the first time I believe in what they're doing. They cut a third round pick this year. They cut a 2019, 2019 third round pick who they gave $1.22 million to just three months ago because he wasn't doing the job. That, my friends, that's accountability. I like that. I have full and complete faith in Joe Douglas. I think this is the right man for the job. I'm not sure about Adam Gates, but you know what? As long as he got somebody to do the personnel, let's give the guy a shot to coach. So I got one team coming out of the playoffs of this division. Shocking, it's the Patriots. Yeah, um, not a huge, not a huge surprise. Uh, I have the Jets, give or take, at eight and eight, seven and nine. I have Buffalo, you know, five and eleven, and I'll say Miami is probably wouldn't probably wouldn't make the college football playoff, considering what they have left on their team. Um, the guy I feel really bad for is Josh Rosen. This dude can't get yep. a break. Because he will be on his third team in three years next year. And there was not much he could do under either circumstance. He was with the worst team in the NFL last year. He'll be with the worst team in the NFL this year. Um, yep. He's going to have, Dave, he's gonna have David Carr syndrome. He's going to have David Carr syndrome really quick. 
I guess the two obvious the okay. two questions. Um, does Sean does Sean McDermott keep his job in Buffalo? Yes, yes. I think I think Buffalo will be eight and eight. So yes, I believe he keeps his job. I think he should as well. Um, who is the quarterback for New England a year from today? Well, you know my feeling that Brady goes to San Francisco, so it'll be uh, the fourth-round pick. I don't remember his name. Jared, whatever his name is. Jared, they really Jared like Smith. him. Yeah, I think he, okay, he got, takes over the mantle. We got all right, eight minutes. So, so. All right, so in the AFC, I have the Patriots, the Steelers, the Browns, the Texans, the Chargers, and the, uh, the Chiefs. And I have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. As a six seed. Through the wild through the wild card, by the way. Through the wild card. Okay. I have some division winners, New England, Pittsburgh, um, Kansas City, and Houston. I'm really going out on a limb on these. Uh Jacksonville and San Diego are my wild cards. Okay, so who's making it out of the AFC? What the hell? I'm going to give them one more shot on this. I'll go with the Chargers. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because you're taking the Chargers through the wild card and I'm taking the Chiefs through the wild card. Through the wild card, yeah. It's just just interesting. Like, they both have to go on the road. Although, I'd really love to see the Chargers hosting an AFC title game in a stadium that holds 30,000 people. It is kind of like, funny. If they play you have beat that that in the NFC, uh, so I have the Eagles, the Vikings, the Falcons, uh, the Rams, Seattle, and I don't like the. I'm going to take the Packers, but I don't. I'm not in love with that pick at all. Uh, I have the Eagles going to the to the uh, Super Bowl, and I have Andy Reid facing off against his. Uh, Beloved Philadelphia Eagles in in the Super Bowl. All right. So on my on my end, I have the, the division winners are Eagles or Philly, Minnesota, Atlanta, the Rams. I have Green Bay, and uh, New Orleans making making the wild card. Uh, I actually have Minnesota. I'm going to run this back again this year. Minnesota beating Philly in the NFC title game, getting revenge. And then I have Minnesota over San Diego in the final, in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, all right. So we have five minutes left. Let me just ask you very quickly. Your MVP of the year is? I hate to do this. This is such a boring pick, but probably that Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Okay, I'm going to take I'm going to take Phil, Philip Rivers. I think he finally does it this year, especially with no uh, Melvin Gordon for the first time in a while. Um, your rookie of the year, I will take David Montgomery from Chicago. Um, I'm going to take Josh Allen in Jacksonville. It's a good thing you didn't pick the one in Buffalo. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, so. So the final five minutes. So if if anybody watched 
the Syracuse game this this week, they saw Hugh Freeze. Now, Hugh Freeze was the former coach at Ole Miss who made some inappropriate <laughs> phone calls to escort services and then said, oops, I misdialed. And then guess what? Two weeks hey, later, who, who he has resigned. That? Right, exactly. 976-1313. No, that was sports phone. Anyway, the fact is... 8675309? There you go. So now he has resurfaced at Liberty of all places because why not, if you're going to call escorts, then go to Jerry Falwell's university? That makes sense. I mean, come on now. I mean, you couldn't write it up better. So, so Hugh Freeze, to be fair, had back surgery. And so he wasn't able to coach, or so you didn't think he would be able to coach. So this week... He's lying up on his hospital bed in the press box, like right behind it. And he's coaching from a hospital bed. And class act that Dino Babers at the end of the win pointed up to him, gave him a high uh, thumbs up and whatnot. But if he gave him a high five, you. that would have been awesome. <laughs> if he gave him the high five, but that I, would have been impressive. But I think it's a matter of, insanity of college football. So you are a coach. I understand that. You have a job to do. I understand that. But really? I don't know if that's more about him or more about the kids at that point. Because to me, that's baffling on many levels that you need to be a co- you need to be coaching from a hospital bed. Seth, I don't know your take on this, but I, I I think it's wrong. I think it sends the wrong message that he should be coaching from a hospital bed in, in the stadium. I thought it was kind of dumb, but I don't, my expectations on Hugh Freeze are not very high. So 36, 24, um, 36. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So on okay, the other two end minutes, of the sportsmanship, uh, on the other end of the sportsmanship, banner we have Naomi Osaka um you know Coco Goff was the, was the big you know big name the big standout of the open having you know as a 15 year old having won a couple matches and then playing the number one uh player in the world Osaka who absolutely annihilated her almost to a point of tears and Osaka you know gives not only you know asks her for a joint interview on ESPN, but applause both her and her parents for raising such a good kid and really a, an incredibly classy act. Um, and I guess this is just, you know, it's just a nice thing to see considering the sport just in general doesn't always get, you know, doesn't know, you, you never know what you're going to get. And we've had some weird situations this year between Nick Kiprios and, and uh, Medvedev who have really kind of pissed yep. off a lot of people. You know, this was a pure class by Osaka. And, you know, I think she won over the whatever fans she, did, she didn't have in New York. Uh, so when she won the Open over Serena last year, she won a lot more over this year by just, by just the way Fantastic. she handled herself. Completely, completely agree. For Seth Kamens, this is Sean Palmer. We'll give you a recap of Seth and Sean Sports Fantasy Draft next week, and we'll talk a little bit of baseball. Have a great evening, everybody. See ya. Bye.